their faith and they would pray a prayer believing. In accordance with your will, Lord God, would you answer prayer tonight for that person who maybe it seems like there's not any hope. It seems like, man, it's just a far off that tonight you would be able to bridge the gap and that there would be something miraculous that could take place, something that would supersede all of our common sense, all of our experience, that tonight we would be able to see your great hand move mightily and the walls would come crashing down and there would be absolutely no mistaking that Jesus, you did something here tonight. And so we're grateful, Lord God. As we get ready to go to our Bible studies, we ask this for the anointing of your Holy Spirit to be upon every single nook and cranny of this facility. That no matter what people are engaged in, whether it's young people, whether it's children, nursery, or the adults alike, that the anointing of your Holy Spirit would fall fresh upon every single place and in every single classroom where Jesus is proclaimed as Lord, that there would be the opportunity for us to sense that you are filling us to the brim, to overflowing. This we thank you in advance, Lord God. We do. Wirecast. Uh, <laughs> we're not the people who want to take this for granted. It's a privilege and an honor. And so may we treat it that way. With heads bound and eyes closed and nobody looking around tonight, you'd say, you know, Pastor, I've been having a kind of a tough week. And um, I'm glad we have church tonight. I'm, I'm in the right place. Is there anybody at all like that tonight? You've been going through something hard? God bless you. Yeah, good. God bless you. It's going to be a good night tonight. You're going to get in the, the scripture. It's going to be a good thing. So we give this evening to you, Lord, and we thank you for it. We love you. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Clark. All right. Well, kids, we'll see you later. So we have uh, Bible studies here shortly. We're going to get into uh, the text. This and we do have a new study tonight that you'll, you'll get into. Uh, we, announcements-wise, uh, check the website, look at your little slip of paper, get acquainted with what's happening, and uh, make sure that you're a part of it. Make sure that you get involved. It's one thing to come to church. It's one thing to, you know, sit in a chair and, and hear a sermon, sing some songs. It's an entirely different thing to get involved in the life of the church. And uh, so we're going to encourage everybody, you know, to look at the, the bulletin and Stay, stay caught up on all of the of things that are going cast. on and see how you can get involved. Uh, the church is a better place when more people are involved. Uh, that's just the fact. So uh, that was free. There you go. We're in 1 Samuel uh, 9 tonight. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there now. We're going to read it together. And then that way when you get to your study, then you can just dive into the, the study itself because you've already read the passage. So 1 Samuel 9, and tonight I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. This is a demonstration the of The caption over the cast. text is, Saul meets Samuel. Verse 1, there was a wealthy, influential man named Kish from the tribe of Benjamin. He was the son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Becherath, son of Aphiah, 
of the tribe of Benjamin. Have you ever wondered why some names just didn't make the cut? Like how many guys have ever met anybody named Becherath? Anybody? Not Bert Bacharach. I didn't say that. I said Becherath. The older people know who I'm talking about. of Never mind. Okay, I'm, I'll, we'll just move on. All right, verse 2. His son Saul was the most handsome man in Israel, head and shoulders taller than anyone else in the land. One day, Kish's donkeys strayed away, and he told Saul, Take a servant with you and go look for the donkeys. So Saul took one of his servants and traveled through the hill country of Ephraim, the land of Shalishah, the Shalem area, the entire land of Benjamin, but they couldn't find the donkeys anywhere. Finally, they this entered the region of Zuth, of and Saul said to his servant, let's go home. By now, my father will be more worried about us than the donkeys. Then the servant said, I've just thought of something. There is a man of God who lives here in this town. He is held in high honor by all the people because everything he says comes true. Let's go find him. Perhaps he can tell us which way to go. But we don't have anything to offer him, Saul replied. Even our food is gone, and we don't have a thing to give him. Well, the servant said, I have one small silver piece. We can at least offer it to the man of God and see what happens. In those days, if people wanted a message from God, they would say, let's go ask the seer. For prophets used to be called seers. All right, Saul agreed. Let's try it. So they started into the town where the man of God lived. As they were climbing the hill to the town, they met some young women coming out to draw water. So Saul and his servant asked, is the seer here today? Yes, they replied. Stay right on this road. He is at the town gates. He has just arrived this to take part in a public sacrifice up at the place of worship. Hurry and catch him before he goes up there to eat. The guests won't begin eating until he arrives to bless the food. So they entered the town, and as they passed through the gates, Samuel was coming out toward them to go up to the place of worship. Now the Lord had told Samuel the previous day, About this time tomorrow I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him to be the leader of my people Israel. He will rescue them from the Philistines, for I have looked down on my people in mercy and have heard their cry. This is a demonstration when of Samuel saw, saw, uh, Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said, That's the man I told you about. He will rule my people. Just then, Saul approached Samuel at the gateway and asked, can you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel replied. Go up to the place of worship ahead of me. We will eat there together, and in the morning I'll tell you what you want to know and send you on your way. And don't worry about those donkeys that were lost three days ago, for they have been found. And I am here to tell you that you and your family are the focus of all Israel's hope. Saul replied, but I'm only from the tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe in Israel, and my family is the least important of all the families of that tribe. Why are you talking to me like this? Why are you talking like this to me? Then Samuel brought Saul and his servant into the hall and placed them at the head of the table, honoring them above the 30 special guests. Samuel then instructed the cook to bring Saul the finest cut of meat and the piece that had been this set aside for the guest of honor. Of so the cook brought in the meat and placed it before Saul. Go ahead and eat it, Samuel said. I was saving it for you even before I invited these others. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they came down from the place of worship and returned to town, Samuel took Saul up to the roof of the house and prepared a bed for him there. 
At daybreak the next morning, Samuel called to Saul, get up, it's time you were on your way. So Saul got ready, and he and Samuel left the house together. And when they reached the edge of town, Samuel told Saul to send his servant on ahead. After the servant was gone, Samuel said, stay here, for I have received a special message for you from God. That's chapter 9, so it's going to be a good study. And um, I have all of the folders with studies in them. And uh, also for our youth, I have the, uh, the sheets for you guys. So uh, we'll be back in here at 7.20 sharp for the closed session. Enjoy it. Have a good time. We'll see you when you get back. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. 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 This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast.
This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. All right. Sounds like we're on. And uh, yes, perfect. Thank you. All right. So how far did you guys get? You finished two, okay? And uh, in here, you finished three? of Wirecast. Okay. You got to C in number three? Okay. Three C. And then we'll see what... Uh, Miss Sharon, how far did you guys get? You finished them all? Okay. All right. Well, good. So let's go ahead and uh, dive in. And uh, if there's anybody who has a comment or a question... We'll go ahead and send the microphone around, and um, I guess, let's see, we could have uh, maybe Brother Trevor, if you'd be uh, gracious this enough to run. This is a demonstration uh, of We'll go ahead and cast. pass the mic around, and uh, it's on. So, any comments, questions, uh, observations, maybe uh, something that really impacted you, benefited you, something that would benefit other people? Anybody? Brother David. Well, question one, it, it's, it, it was comparing Saul's physical appearance, you know, his impressive, head taller, without equal in Israel, but nothing was said about his character. This is a demonstration mm. and, of Wirecast. And, you know, the people look on the outside and one look on, and later in, in Saul's life, we saw that he had some defects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one thing to kind of look at the life of Saul and kind of just downgrade him, you know, where you kind of look at the guy and you think, what a loser, or, you know, what, whatever kind of judgment we make uh, about him. Uh, but he didn't choose this. He's looking this for donkeys. Demonstration of I mean, it's not his fault that he's taller than everybody else, that he's handsome. He didn't ask to be taller than anybody. He didn't ask to, uh, to be handsome. That's just a God-given gift or maybe curse <laughs> in his case, right? I mean, you know, uh, but he didn't ask for this, you know? Um, I've ever wondered what it would be like to, you know, if, if you were to kind of make it uh, modern day and you look at, say, for instance, George W. Bush in 2000, look at him this in 2008 at the end. You look at uh, Obama at 2008, 
and you look at him in 2016, it doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. It doesn't matter. The, the, the job is difficult. And uh, it's probably a job, I, I, not probably, it's a job I don't want. I wouldn't want that job. I couldn't imagine if one day I'm just, you know, looking for something random and somebody walk up and said, you're the this next president of the United States. Of and if that was cast. possible, that'd be a job I wouldn't want. It's a thankless job. I mean, it's, it's a no-win situation. Uh, in the, the situation that Saul's in, uh, you know, the ideal is that God would be their king, right? I mean, we, we've already kind of reconciled that the last, you know, three weeks, four weeks that we were in the study prior, that the ideal is that God's their king. So anybody else is going to be second best. And so he didn't even volunteer for it. I mean, this God, is a demonstration okay, this guy's going to come cast. and you're going to run into, uh, you know, this, uh, this guy named uh, Saul from Benjam the, the tribe of Benjamin. And uh, he's the guy that's going to, you know, he's going to be the guy. Uh, for all he knows, he's looking for donkeys. I mean, have you ever thought about this servant? I don't know if you guys talked about this in your study. But if he would have selected a different servant who didn't know anything about seers or that there's actually a seer in this town, like, you know, because he says to the, to the servant, right? He says to him, he says, well, why don't we just this go back home because dad's already worried cast. about us. He's going to be worried, worried more about us than the donkeys. So let's just go back. If he would have had a servant or no servant at all that, you know, that he would have just gone home, there wouldn't have been any King Saul, right? I mean, he would have just gone back and there wouldn't have been all this whole thing go on. Uh, but I, I guess the point of what I'm trying to say tonight is that he didn't ask for this. And there are so many of us that we kind of look at Saul and we think, you know, whatever we think, because as the story unfolds, you're going to see, like you're saying, this Brother Dave, some real character flaws. And, uh, and, and, you know, poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, really. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that as, as, it, as we go down the road. Good comment. What else? What, do you guys, uh, what did you guys talk about? Anything stand out to you? You have comments or questions about anything? Anybody? Jennifer. I just really appreciate the what stood out to me about the first part of this chapter is this is a demonstration the of the way God cast. responded when he was rejected mm. he was rejected by the Israelites this is a personal thing uh, not something you know when I shared it with a class but it's just how God responded when he was when he was rejected was he did not have a cold shoulder he did not stay bitter he didn't hold it against them. In fact, I mean, he's giving Saul his replacement. He's giving him favor. This is a he's providing Samuel for him. And so I took a little bit of time in my class to talk about how do I respond? How do we respond on any level when we're rejected? What honestly do we do as humans, me personally, when I'm rejected, what do I do to that person that rejected me? What, I mean, are they dead to me now? Are, do I have a cold shoulder? Do I put up walls? I'm not going to trust you anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch everything you do from now on. God is just, is has so much to teach cast. us in this passage of how he responds to the very people that rejected him and to his own replacement. Mm. Just ridiculous. So that, that really, mm. for the first part of this, stood out 
to me. Yeah, at the end of verse 16, it says, um, actually, look, we'll read the whole verse 16. About this time tomorrow, I'll send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him to be the leader of my people Israel. He will rescue them from the Philistines, for I have looked down on my people in mercy and have heard their cry. This is a demonstration of And, you know, when you think about cast. the implications of what you're talking about, I mean, um, that's a, a God character that, uh, that he has to impart in people. That when, you know, when Jesus talks about that if somebody were to, you know, take advantage of you by asking to carry their, their, their things one mile, you take them two miles, or if somebody were to slap you in the right cheek, that you would turn to the left and have them do the other one. That this is not something that this in and of ourselves of that human beings do. Um, and, and even, you know, if we were going to go beyond just, you know, uh, what we're supposed to do as opposed to what we actually do in the church, there are so many folks that, you know, we just, we've not allowed God to bring us to that point. And, and, you know, it's not a surprise at all that the people of the world, you know, really just have not seen any difference in the people who call themselves believers versus the people who actually are not believers. This is a demonstration We just don't display that for people. And it's not because God's deficient on any level. He wants to do that in his people. But we don't open up our lives for him to be able to do that. I mean, you think about it like this. And if we're going to break that down... And we were going to say, you know, where people live, not in these lofty, you know, generalities, these kinds of pie-in-the-sky type things that nobody ever, nobody ever ventures there. Nobody lives there. But talking about where you live, talking about, like, say, for instance, at your job. This is a I demonstration mean, if you've ever been cast. in a situation where there's the possibility of a promotion or a raise, and you're working your tail off for that raise or that promotion, and you know, you kind of feel like, well, I deserve that. I'm probably working harder than anybody else. And, and um, so I'm deserving of this kind of a promotion or raise. And then all of a sudden, then someone else gets it, which means that you're going to have to actually come under their leadership. I've been in situations where people who call themselves believers will try to almost, uh, you know, circumvent that leadership or even worse, try to uh, torpedo that, that, that thing, you know, where they're going to come in and, and they're going to try to make that person look bad because they deserved the promotion. I mean, these are people who call themselves believers, Christians. I've seen it in the context of church where somebody is called to teach a, a study or they're asked to teach a study, and you'll have people within that study who act like they're smarter this than the person is who is actually doing the teaching. Cast. And so they, they sour. They have a terrible attitude. And, and so because they feel like, you know, they're the ones that should. Instead of saying, you know what? Hey, I'm going to come under this person's leadership. We're on the same team, right? I mean, if you're a Christian this evening, right, I, I, should we probably understand that there are going to be times where God might ask somebody to do something that maybe you can get behind that leadership and support them. You can be part of their solution in the answering of the call of God's call in their lives this as opposed to being a hindrance to it. Of Wirecast. I mean, these are the kinds of things that, Jennifer, I'm going to say this. We have a lot to learn about these things. You know, and different places where I've been, even here in this place, you'll have where people, they just, they're just not going to come under leadership. They're just not going to do it. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what's going to happen. It doesn't matter who it is. 
They're just not going to because they feel like they're the ones that have to be that person. And God doesn't act like that. I mean, you think about, let's go to Philippians chapter 2. You guys remember this? Philippians chapter 2, it says this, that we should have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, right? What does that attitude look like? Because he follows up. The Apostle Paul says, who being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. So here, think about this. If we're going to have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, we're talking about a guy who had every right to walk around acting like he was God, because why? He is God, right? I mean, if, if anybody had the right to walk around acting like they were this God's gift, demonstration of it was Jesus. He was God's gift. Literally, right? I mean, literally, figuratively, whatever. But the Bible says that he didn't take up that right. He didn't cash in that right. He didn't walk around projecting some kind of a lordship over people, you know, where he's going to have the disciples wash his feet. Hey, it's time for you to wash my feet. I'm Jesus. Don't you know who I am? He didn't act like that. I mean, he lived the lifestyle of a homeless person. And, and, and the issue, I think, for this, Jennifer, this is that is we have to be intentional. I believe that there has to be a proactive approach to us deciding that we're going to willingly come under, that we're going to humble ourselves to our brother, to our sister, you know, and, and, uh, and not give ourselves these outs that we give. I mean, think about this. How good are we at making excuses why we're not going to do that? We're pretty good at that. We make, we make excuses. We have all kinds of concessions in our mind why we have the, um, uh, the right or the freedom to not do that. This is a demonstration you know? of Wirecast. But you think about this. I mean, is it possible that God could even ask somebody, uh, or rather, let me, let me back it up a little bit. Is it possible that God could place someone who is even ungodly for you to come under their leadership? Of course. You know, I, 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 that has been a tough one when I was in the Forest Service. I had people that were above me in, you know, that, that were my bosses. And they were... This is a demonstration of Wirecast. And I remember that, you know, that people come over that even believers will say, you know, what do you think about this guy? And he acts like this and he acts like that. And they hadn't, I guess, learned or they hadn't been taught or, or maybe they hadn't read. But it was one of these things where, hey, listen, we have an opportunity to come under their leadership and to be able to act like Jesus, to actually humble ourselves and in doing all of that, this that people could be drawn to the Lord because of our example. You know, I don't know that we sometimes understand how we come across when we act like this. People watch that. People observe a great deal about our example, whether good or bad. They, they can glean quite a bit. Uh, when, when we talk about that we're Christians, we're automatically kind of in a fishbowl, you know, where people already are making cast. their judgments about what they think about Jesus, what they think about the church, what they think about you as, a, as an individual, uh, the kind of example that you give, that, that people watch that and they make judgments. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, sometimes they make better judgments than you think. They have discernment. We don't think this, but I'll tell you something. God gave people a brain. 
God gave people common sense. You know, where they're able to kind of look at someone and say, of Wirecast. you talk about Christianity, you talk a good game, but man, there's no action behind what you say. And it's kind of hard when somebody makes that kind of a, of a judgment for us to come against it when we know that that's who we are. So the best thing that we can do is to have the attitude the same as that of Christ Jesus. You know, and so if I'm going to say that I'm going to have the same kind of attitude, that if somebody takes advantage of me, somebody's mean to me, somebody's rude to me, this somebody is a rejects me, of Wirecast. that I can still decide that I'm going to come under and serve them. Jesus said this. Remember this in the Gospels? He was talking about how even pagans bless those who bless them. If somebody's good to you, what special talent does it take to be good back to them? Anybody could do that. The people of the world do that automatically. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. But it takes the grace of God in a human being, the power of the Holy Spirit, that though someone would do you evil, that you could return good. That we overcome evil done to us with the good that we give back. And we can't do that in and of ourselves. We got to do that because we have God in us. Good comment, Jennifer. Anybody else from the scripture passage that we studied tonight? You have something that you want to uh, you want to share. You want to talk about? This is a Anything demonstration of Wirecast. Maybe you have a, a question. Anybody? Okay. So when I look at uh, at number two, for me. As a believer, I've had a lot of twists and turns. Uh, anybody who's been a believer for a long period of time, what you understand about your faith is that it has seasons. That there are just different times in your life, things that you experience, this the things that God allows in your lives. Uh, they have to do sometimes with families. Sometimes they have to do with jobs. Sometimes they have to do with ministry. Um, you know, and, and nothing really stays the same. Uh, what I realize about my relationship with God on this, uh, on this, you know, season or during this time of my life is that while I'm doing all the things that I'm doing, that I'm always aware that God is getting ready to do something that this I've not thought of, of something cast. that I am maybe not even yet equipped for. And as all of these things are, I'm aware of, that I have to be very much um, uh, ready that I'm prepared mentally and emotionally and physically to grab a hold of whatever thing that I need to learn so that I can be ready when I'm looking for donkeys that all of a sudden somebody's going to turn the corner and he's going to say, hey, this I got is this. This is what God has cast. told me to tell you. And it's going to change your life. Now, when a pastor says that, we can kind of almost think, okay, well, yeah, that, when somebody's called to be clergy, when somebody gives their life away to be a pastor, we kind of expect that that's what's going to happen because that's what they do. But, you know, I'm, I'm an engineer or I'm, you know, I'm a mechanic or uh, I'm, I'm retired. 
Uh, we have these kinds of things that we've kind of just been doing and we kind of just kind of have resolved that this, this is what my is life is. And we don't really leave the door open at all for the fact that God might get, be getting ready to do something drastically different with you. Let me ask a question and just be introspective tonight. How many of us have been about the thing that we've been doing for the longest time? And we don't have any kind of thought at all that we'd be open for God to say something that's completely different. This is than a demonstration of Wirecast. I mean, when you look at number two, these aren't just cool things to talk about in a study that aren't at all relative to our life. Is it possible that God is preparing you for something that you have not really just even entertained at all? Would you be open to it? This is a demonstration of that if the Lord cast. were to use someone to come to you and say, would you consider helping out in this kind of a ministry? What's the first thing that we kind of do when that happens? Yeah, you know what, Lord, that's nice and everything, but um, have you been paying attention? This you know, kind is of, a demonstration you, I, mean, I know you're God and everything, I don't want to be disrespectful, but have you been paying attention? I mean, like, you know, do you, maybe you wanted, you met Greg. That's who you met. That's, that's what it was. Um, we begin to already list the liabilities, don't we? I mean, didn't, didn't uh, um, Saul do that almost immediately? What was one of the liabilities he listed? What, how, how would you equate the tiniest tribe to our context? This is a demonstration what would that look of like? I, I belong to the tiniest tribe, the tribe of Benjamin, the least of all of them. What is it? Yeah. I, yeah. I, what kind of resources do I have? I mean, you know, we don't, we don't entertain the idea of the widow's might, do we? And Jesus said, he, this, this woman, this widow gave more than all of these other ones. These other ones were giving out of their wealth, and she gave out of the little this she had. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. She gave more than all of them. Another thing could be, how about this? How about our experience? I, I have a lack of experience, Lord. I mean, I, couldn't, I can't do this because I, I've never done this before. I mean, there's a lot of other people that, that have more experience than I do. Why don't you go to them? Education's another one, absolutely. How many of us have ever disqualified ourselves from doing something from the Lord or for the Lord because we just don't know enough about the Bible? This is a demonstration of Wirecast. I've never been to any kind of formal training like Bible college or seminary. And immediately you begin to kind of just, I'm disqualified. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, uh, balk. I'm going to pass. I'm going to uh, say no because of these things. And immediately then what happens is that we kind of almost feel like we're vindicated for saying no. But that never changed the call. 
Yours and my vindication, this seeming vindication why about why we have the excuse to say no to the call, is not vindication that comes from the Lord. And his call isn't going anywhere. You guys remember Jonah? That call wasn't going anywhere. God called him, and he decides, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I'll just get away. I'll run away. We know that story, right? Everybody knows this that story. It's a demonstration of wire cast. <laughs> They'll throw him over, and he's in the heart of the belly of that whale. And God's like, okay, are you listening yet? Because that call didn't go anywhere. You know, I've, I've run into people in all my years of ministry where they're senior adults now. And they had a call way long ago to work in youth ministry. When they were young people, when they were in their 20s and 30s, and they ran away from that call. And that call didn't go anywhere. We had one particular individual that this that happened in one of the service like this. We had the time of prayer. And this senior adult got up from where he was sitting, and he made his way to an altar, and he had a real time with God, a bellowing of a kind of a, of a, kind of a getting it all out type of time. And at the end of the service, I remember going to the individual, and the guy said, from a long time ago, I've been running from a call. And what I realized is that I still need to honor that call in my life. And so he began helping out this in the youth ministry as a senior adult, cast. and it was awesome. You talk about a different kind of an approach and a different kind of a opportunity that maybe the younger people didn't even have, working with youth. It was awesome. You look at that guy and think, how in the world is that guy going to work with youth? He can hardly move. He was awesome. He was outstanding. He was a minister in his own right. And those, those young people responded to that leadership. It was really cool to watch. The call of God doesn't go this anywhere. I mean, ben, I mean Benjamin, I, I just want to call him Benjamin. Saul is not going to be able to get away from the call. In the next chapter we're going to, we're going to read about, he's hiding with the luggage. Um, you can't run away from God's call in your life. And let me just say that his call is a, life, a lifetime of call. And that call has twists and turns. And you think that, okay, this I'm doing something, and God says, okay, that's cast. great. Now it's time to do this. And then now it's time to do this. Okay, put that down. Now it's time to do this. I mean, how many of us have been in the church a long time, and we've served in a lot of ministries? And what you realize about your life is that, you know what, it's not your own. And including then the ministry. Listen, grab a hold of this one. The ministry's not yours. It's his. When I realized about the church, the first ministry I ever I was a lead pastor, I remember God, he was doing an amazing work there. And I had been there two years getting ready for the review, right? right we're coming up to this two-year point. And we had doubled the church. We went from about 150 to about a little over 300 at that place. And uh, the, 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 uh, the vote was going to be a slam dunk. It was going to be 10 nothing, Slam dunk. And God said, you're done. You're not even going to do the vote. You're gone. But I remember, I remember, it, it was this about a two-week fast where I didn't eat any food cast. at all for about 14 days. 
I wanted to make sure that what I was hearing was coming from the Lord. I knew it was from the Lord, but I wanted to make sure. I was hoping he'd change his mind. I was hoping that maybe there was a miscommunication. And I remember telling the Lord, I said, but what about those people, Lord? And boy, I'll tell you, that I was kind of just knocked down. And he said, those people aren't yours. And that church is not yours. This is You're not even yours. Of Wirecast. I own you. And you get to do what I tell you to do. So pack your stuff and it's time to go. You remember that, Jen? And then guess what? Guess what he was getting ready to do with me? I'm going from a church from a little bit, a little over 300 people, and now I'm going to do a church plant. And you talk about not wanting to do that? I mean, there there were people in the denomination, people that I had gone to Bible college and seminary, people that were paying attention to our ministry, DSs. There were people, there was a guy that was a retired GS. And they, I remember having contact with some of these different individuals. And they're saying, are you sure that God's telling you to do that? I couldn't even belong to the denomination. I couldn't belong to common sense. I mean, a common sense kind of a thing tells you if you're doing something really well and it's growing and it's flourishing, then you could tell God, okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'll do a church plant in five years after I've been here for a total of seven. How about that, Lord? Let's compromise. But the twists and turns that God does with us, let me say this. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to the Lord. You are bought with a price. But the Christians have forgotten about that one. We, we, don't, we don't really think that. Because we use my a lot. That's mine. And we talk about the things we do, even the ministries we do. Like if, if God wanted to just, you know, this say, hey, listen, you guys been helping out with the, with the nursery? That's not yours anymore. Love you. God bless you. You guys are going to be used here. No, but that's ours. That's what we've been. No, no, it's, nothing's yours. Nothing's yours. Nothing's yours. Nothing's mine. It's all his. And there are twists and turns. Unless we stop. And if we stop under this, this kind of a, of, of a mentality that says, no, this is where I'm going to be used. My mind's made up. I'm going to stay. I'm going to do what Wirecast. I think I should do. The church is full of them. The churches are full of people like this. And they've been doing the same old, same old, and they don't even need God to do the things they do. But God doesn't, he doesn't move there. He doesn't work there. He, he doesn't reside there. Because God's the one that has to be in control, not us. Saul's going to find that this one out. This is a demonstration He's got his of own ideas about cast. how things are supposed to work. And that's going to be his demise. And that will be ours, by the way. All right. Well, we're about, a little, about four minutes over. So we're going to pray and... Uh, Let's, uh, we'll leave the lights on. Everything's fine. We'll just go ahead and have a, a, a brief time of prayer. I'd like you to bow your heads and uh, close your eyes with me as we go to prayer. Uh, maybe some good introspection that's taken place while we've this been together in the Bible study now in the closed session. What you realize about your life is that maybe there's some things that you kind of close the book on, whether you're a senior adult or you're a young person, somewhere in between, 
human beings can very much be guilty of this. I've been guilty of this. And if this is where you are right now, that we can ask God that he would help us to be open to the idea. This is a demonstration of why our Maybe cast. there's some things we've missed that we're missing even currently. And Lord, tonight we come before you in the name of Jesus and we just want to uh, submit to you. We want to come under your leadership. We want to let you know that you're Lord, not us. You're God, not us. You know best for our lives better than we ever could. And sometimes, Lord, the height of human pride is such that we like self-sovereignty. We want to rule ourselves. We want to be the ones that determine what we do, where we go. Tonight, God, if we're guilty of that, we want to ask for forgiveness. It's not about what we think. It's not about where we're comfortable. Your word says that there's a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, it leads to death. And I believe, Lord God, that spiritual death happens when we go on our own instincts. Like a brute beast, the Bible says, that this is the way that people act when they are apart from God. And this can very much happen, Lord, in any of our lives if we're not careful. This can happen in the church if we're not careful. Tonight, would you examine our hearts? Would you help us to really look inside and to... Be honest about who we are, what we've been doing. That if we're these people who have become stagnant, if we're people that have become complacent and we're just this comfortable, is a demonstration of why we're cast. just living same old, same old. We shut you out, Lord God. Would you forgive us? Tonight we give you free reign to, to say and to do whatever you want in our lives. Whatever that ends up looking like, Lord God, we'll trust you. And help us to always remember, Lord, that we don't belong to ourselves. The very fact that, Jesus, you paid for all of us with your blood, we belong to you. If we're Christians, Lord God, we this belong to you. This is a demonstration of why our cast. And so we thank you, God, that we have those opportunities, those chances to make things right. And tonight, Lord God, by your blood, through the forgiveness that you freely offer that we can experience your grace and that we can embrace the adventure that you have for us. That that adventure is exciting and it's something that is fulfilling. This is a demonstration and it's something, of God, that we'll do with you. So as we take you by the hand, Lord God, that we would walk with you. We do love you, Lord, and we thank you. And as we get ready to go in different directions, going home, would you watch over every single individual? And as we do uh, get into your word on our own and we pray on our own, Lord God, would you reveal your pleasing and perfect will the way that you see fit? And we'll trust you. And we love you. And we pray this all these things then in the name of Jesus. Of Wirecast. Amen. Amen. Good to be with you tonight. And as you guys uh, get ready to leave, if you haven't said hi to someone, uh, go find them and tell them how glad you are to see them. God bless you guys. You're dismissed.
concentration of Wirecast. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, 